0: Google for India is introducing its annual flagship event today. The event aims to share Google's vision for the next chapter of India's digital journey. Hi there, welcome to the BL Podcast. This is Nambodita Ganguly. Ambarish Kenge, Google's Vice President, joins me to talk about the new announcement that Google Pay is making He sheds more light on the platform's thrust to collaborate with RBI, its fight against fraud, and more. Listen in. Ambarish, I'll start with the first question, uh, which is just a general question. Could you tell us a bit about the Google for India annual flagship event? What are you looking forward to it and what are the announcements that you will be making?
1: Google for India really is, uh, you know, it is like you said, it's a flagship event for us and it is really what the name means right it is like what are we what as google are we doing for india how how are we participating in the infrastructure here you know in the digital infrastructure how are we what are we doing for the users and the and the populace here and so it is really about what across the board what google does so, so you will see a bunch of announcements across the board but i'll focus more on the google pay announcements uh, and, and you'll hear more about it as, as more announcements come in the announcements we are doing is really the big focus of this uh, google for india and and for google pay on that is about how do we enable credit you know credit is a is a is a very underpenetrated thing right now in india when digital payments have really gone amazingly well uh, it's been a dream story for the last sort of half a dozen years uh, but credit is underpenetrated So if you have to use a proxy, for example, um, if you use credit card penetration as a proxy, then credit card penetration in India is 8%, which is number of credit cards divided by the population of India. Now that number in the US is maybe more than 300%. Now debatable whether we want to go to that level of sort of penetration. But if you look at the same thing, credit, you know, retail credit, it's like the retail credit over GDP is 50% in India. That number at a higher GDP scale is 216 percent of the U.S. So uh, I think credit is an important and it's an enabler. It's a multiplier for economies. So and our hope is to become an enabler uh, for that, become a catalyst for that. Similar to how we are in payments, we are not a bank, but we enable the movement of uh, money from one bank account to the other. Similarly, in credit, the idea is that we are absolutely not an underwriter, right? We are not an underwriter, but we can enable. We can increase the access of credit across india we can make it simpler can make it more responsible and all of those things are what we'll talk about and we want to do uh, the uh, the five things that uh, you know the, the major things that we are talking about it is one starting with you know even before issuance of credit the use of credit making that simpler how do you make that simpler and to that effect we are enabling rupee cards as well as credit lines on upi so that Similar to how you're doing, uh, you know, today with a bank account, you can make a payment. You can make a payment using a credit line or a Rupee card, and, and we have ICICI and HDFC as our PSP partners on this. So that's that's one big thing on how do you make ease of use of credit. Uh, the second thing we are doing is, you know, we've had we've enabled personal loans uh, for a little while now. We are announcing Access Bank as a new partner. Access is a very uh, you know, well-known bank, one of the largest uh, uh, banks in India, very well respected, and I think this will increase the reach of personal loans even further, and and that'd be fantastic. Uh, the third announcements we are, we are making is we are similar to personal loans. We have merchant loans, and we are adding ICIC as a partner again, a very large, very well respected bank. Increase will increase penetration of you know merchant loans uh, in in the country, and we are making. Uh, the merchant loans more seamless, you know, repeat loans through our partner Indyfee. so that when you take a repeat loan or top up a loan, it's much faster. So that's the third announcement. The fourth one is a product called sachet Loans. And the idea is that you can get, merchants can get loans, uh, you know, for amounts as little as 15,000 rupees. And, uh, you know, and make much simpler repayment, you know, make as uh, small amount for repayment as 111 rupees. And so making that, you know repayment simpler for them making the amount smaller so we're calling that sachet loans and last but not the least in fact it could be very very impactful the last announcement i'm talking about is through our partner with our partner epay later we are enabling credit lines for merchants and the way that works is that you can go on epay later uh, you know you come on google pay through epay later we enable a credit line now that credit line can be used with suppliers that epay later has connections with and these suppliers distributors then can you know? You can order supplies through these uh, distributors, and then these distributors will then sometimes also, you know, subvent your uh, interest for some period of time, which which makes it better for these merchants because especially now, otherwise, you know, small merchants don't get very good terms for uh, when they when they order supplies and stuff like that. So those are the five big announcements we are uh, we are making at the event.
0: Could you explain a bit about Shashi loan that you were talking about?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, it's, I mean, the the reason we call them sachet Loans is there are two parts to it, right? One is that one of the challenges actually in credit, Nabodita is that uh, why is it that, you know, a, a lot of folks can't get credit? There is, of course, the ability to repay and all of that is important. But there are other reasons. For example, the origination cost is very high because you're doing a lot of paperwork, you're going physically somewhere, somebody's coming physically, collecting it. So there's a lot of physical aspect to it. Still. The collection is also... Uh, a big cost because you know it's not happening digitally. Sometimes people are paying by cash. Sometimes there are checks happening. And third is you're not able to identify the right set of folks because the reach is not right. Uh, with 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 digitizing loans, we can reduce these costs, make them better, and therefore people get smaller amounts. See, India is always known as if you look at sachet, the classic thing, you know, or think about fortune at the bottom of the pyramid. From uh, from. So, how late- much a
0: loan start with? Like, what's the minimal amount can have- take?
1: can be as little as 15,000 rupees. And if you know in merchant loans, it's much higher ticket sizes that generally people get. So it's a, it's a it's a small loan and you can pay back in a very small amount.
0: So uh, regarding personal loans, the RBA governor had recently expressed worries over high growth in personal loans because personal loans also comes with not only high interest, rate, there is also a possibility of uh, it being a non-performing asset of you not being able to get it back. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: So, you know, Nabuta, as, as we were, as I sort of just, you know, briefly alluded read to the responsible credit part is really important here. And when we talk about responsible credit, it has got three things and I'll come back specifically directly at your question. You know, you want to be responsible in the sense that only authorized entities. So when we work with, you know, these are authorized trusted entities so that we make sure that they have checks and balances in place. So that's number one. Like these are regulated, authorized entities. Number two, you want to make sure that the right process is followed, so that you don't over leverage the borrowers. You know, even if somebody will provide them uh, loans, if leveraged, that's not not very good for them. And number three is that you don't want to create greater risk for lenders. When the lenders are lending it, just make sure. So we, to the extent possible, we want to do that. And why I say to the extent possible because we are not the underwriter. In the end, what we are doing is when the underwriters say, look, you know what, we've got loans available or we may be able to give loans to these sort of people. We say, look, we can we can present this in front of them, make this process simpler, but we don't want to cut corners in terms of regulations. We don't want to cut corners in terms of process for Making a process simpler doesn't mean we are going to take away process. Actually, what you want to, in fact, sometime you can add more process and still make it simpler. So the idea is very important that you want to stay responsible and uh, you know, you mentioned uh, you know the you know the you know news on RBI saying you know, go, uh, you know RBI governors saying some things, and that's very important, right? You have to listen to them and make sure that we stay responsible on that front. And those are the kind of things we are doing to make sure that the you know the consumers stay safe, the ecosystem stays safe, the lenders stay safe. That is very very critical.
0: So on that note, how do you plan to coordinate with RBI to make Google Pay as a whole a safer space? If you could just summarize a bit about your thoughts on that.
1: Look, we, uh, you know, we work across the board of the ecosystem. It's not just RBI, but it's, you know, coordinating with our, you know, the the lenders, our partners that are there who is doing coordinating with NPCI because we are, you know, uh, work with them closely on, on UPI and a bunch of other features. So v- the, the way to look at this is that the right, re- you know, whatever the circulars are, what whatever the regulations are, one is that, you, you know, whatever applies to us, we have to follow as well as anybody that we work with. And this is something that at Google, we take very, very, uh, very uh, seriously is that across the board, anybody that we work with, we want to make sure they are trusted because in the end, It'll impact an end consumer that is touching us. So we want to make sure we work with trusted entities, and we want, to, of course, you know, always follow guidelines. And, and sometimes, what happens, Nivodhita, is that there are uh, strict uh, rules, and then sometimes there are guidelines saying, hey, you know, think about this, think about that. You know, like you said, hey, you know, there is news about you know personal loans. You have to take that into account and make sure that you follow those, as well as worry about sort of what is coming on the horizon. That's very important.
0: Now, talking a bit about scams, as you mentioned that the penetration of internet is considerably high, so now scams in Google Pay are also increasing. So, what are the steps being taken to mitigate it?
1: Now, on Google Pay, actually, if you see all the data that we have, uh, I think if you look at any kind of fraud, it's probably the one of the platforms that has the lowest amount of it. Uh, now, I want to I want to differentiate. I want to differentiate between sort of this being google pay versus an industry i think the way we want to attack is it's an industry challenge and, and i'll tell you what's happening i think things have moved from uh, and i want to differentiate between security and fraud see it's very secure we do everything and the, i i don't think you see you know anywhere in the industry also generally players have become more secure the fraud that you will see a lot right now are social engineering things and and, and so what we are focusing on now is how do we educate our customers that's number one say look you know what don't disclose your pin don't give your phone to someone and give your pin to them it's like cash right if you give cash to someone and we have to educate people that digital payments are also like that because once the money goes away it's gone and it's very hard to uh, trace sometimes so one is number one is education number two is even after you educate there are scamsters who will social engineers th- engineer things. And therefore, what we do is we will actually also keep monitoring and say, hey, you know, if we find something fishy about it, we'll have a warning. For example, there are velocity checks. We see, hey, you know what, you're suddenly making all these quick trans- transactions in quick succession to a single person. Is there a issue? We'll pop up a warning. Or you're making payment to somebody we yeah, think... Yes, of course. I mean, there's a bunch of ML, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't want to use this term because it gets overused, but we, of course, you know, are very focused on it because, uh, you know, the, and, and I'm glad you mentioned this, Namorita, because uh, one is, you know, what we do within Google Pay, but we have the privilege and advantage of being able to use Google's techniques around the world and say, look, you know what, there is technology that's available for us, and we want to use it to uh, put it to good use in India. So there is a ton of ML AI used in terms of, you know, figuring this out both in terms of warnings, as well as sometimes we'll stop the transactions. As you know, in AI, there are thresholds, you know, it's not, sometimes you won't get 100% results saying, hey, this is good, this is bad. When it crosses a certain threshold, we'll say, hey, let's give a warning. Beyond that, when it crosses a threshold, we say, hey, you know what, we want to stop this transaction because we're reasonably sure it could be bad and the user could still, again, try it and we'll go. with it. So you'll see a bunch of these warnings. There are velocity checks. If there's a new user that's coming in, or a bunch of parameters will pop this up and and that's been super helpful in actually stopping fraud and stopping the you know uh, amount of uh, loss that could happen but this work is not done and this work is not just to do on our platform because a lot of times what will happen is people will try to defraud users from other platforms so it's not just about google pay but as an ecosystem and therefore what we are doing is we are collaborating with other players Uh, government is also doing a bunch of things where they're there are sort of almost repositories where you can report bad actors and say, hey, this phone number was trying to do a fraud, report it somewhere so that on some other platform, if they try to do it, they are stopped. And that, I think, is very, you know, you, you talk about Vasudeva Kutumbakam in, in G20, right? It's very important that as a collective, we operate and that's when you can actually stop some of this fraud. And that's, that's our focus now is how do we together as an industry do it? And we've been talking to NPC other folks on this stuff.
0: Got it. It's it's very true that it's something that's an industry problem, especially in the age of social media. It's just happening everywhere. On that note, I also wanted to ask, what are the future plans of Google Pay? Like while you did mention four or five things about the flagship event, but if I am asking you about the broader future plan of Google Pay in India,
1: look where uh, let me actually even take a zoom out a little bit more, even sort of, let's say, out of, um, uh, even outside of Google Pay. Right? The way, you know, all of this has come about on payments is that, look, RBI had a certain vision and said, hey, you know what, actually in 1999, the Department of Payment Settlement System started. And then in 2008, 2009, NPCI started. And then there were bodies that said, look, we'll create these payments that become crazy good. In 2000. 17, Google Pay launched in September 2017. Now, When it launched the, the month before that, there were 17 million monthly transactions for the whole of UPI. Last month, there were 10.5 billion. So we've seen that, right? So last, the reason I give this context is last years or so, or six seven years have been really about payments. And the way I think of payments is almost like analogies with the internet and i was working in a company developing infrastructure for the internet back in 2000 in the in the silicon valley and with internet there are packets going from one place to the other that's how it started they're just simple packets going from one place to the other on top of it see what all has happened in the last 20-25 years same thing is going to happen in the future because now these are money grams moving from one point to the other and you'll see a lot building on top of it Uh, the way i think of it is that we are very clear in terms of our strategy and focus like I said, last five, six years was about payments really focusing on a different use case, right? There is bill pays, recharge, merchant payments, a bunch of other payments can happen. And now we've started saying, look, how do you create even more opportunity beyond what payments create? And one of the focus areas you're going to see is how do we enable credit? Again, we want not underwrite credit, but how do we enable credit? And credit is very simple, right? Credit is just time-shifting money. If payments are geo-shifting money in some ways, then credit is time-shifting money. And for that time shift, you have to pay a certain fees. But then there is all kinds of complications that are done in terms of hey, what is the interest rate? What is the origination fee? And the credit card is different from personal loans and different regulations around it. How do we make it simpler for the consumer? Not more risky, you know, more simpler for the consumer, easier access while keeping the controls and you know consent and privacy and security all of that in place. I think you will see that, and it's. I think not just next five years, right? You're going to see this is a journey in some ways of a of a of a lifetime, but you're definitely going to see more of that in the next five years, um, for sure from our place. And in fact, some of these things together, we are taking on a mission that we are announcing at Google for India. Is we're taking it on a, as a mission, which at Google we are calling Digi Unnati, saying how do we create more opportunity for everyone? There is so much. And, and everything is lining up, now with the, and you know about it, but for your viewers also who don't know, I want to talk about the fact that there's so many things lining up. Like JAM happened, Jandan, Aadhaar, and Mobile. UPI happened. There is, you know, Oakland account is happening. More people have bank accounts. The GDP of the country is going up. Discretionary GDP is going up. You know, per, per capita GDP is going up. All of that is creating a kind of momentum, which is ripe for ignition. And 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 this rocket ship is sort of ready. So you're going to see much more on that, and credit is going to play a very important role in that.
0: What about those who do not have access to internet, but they do want to use Google Pay, or those who are, who are in conflict zones and uh, internet is shut down? How can Google Pay be made accessible to them?
1: That is a harder problem, Nawaz. No, I I I actually accept uh, that it's a harder problem because I don't think and something that I think it's a it's a good thing to poke saying look uh, you know Google's mission is not just to organize information make it universally accessible only to people who have internet right so how do you think about that and, and we've sort of thought about that with different kinds of programs like in the past you've seen the Sathi program where we said look you know can we go out in villages enable this but that's something that we continue to say look how we can increase the penetration of internet but right now to be honest I don't think um, I have an answer for you at this moment to say, look, if you don't have internet, how can we serve? Because we have a certain, uh, we we have a certain scope mission that we are going after in that scope. But you are you are absolutely right in raising a good point, saying a mission cannot be limited by technology or what people have access to. You are challenging us and saying, look, how do you do that? And that's something to think about. I will give you. Some answers there though. because there are things that again, in like for example, NPCI is doing UPI 123, where say, Look, you may not have internet, but you may have a feature phone, and how do you do uh, UPI and banking through that? So, you'll see more, more of that. But my hope is also that, uh, you know, how uh, you know, electricity, water, some of these things have become more ubiquitous, you'll see, and that's happening in India, you know, they'll become more ubiquitous. So, hopefully. Uh, hopefully that question uh, you know is is not as critical for example back in the day people used to have a lot of products to say hey can you monitor your data usage you know how do you do that and now nobody talks about it because data sort of become uh, easy but it's a good challenge you're posing to us.
0: I hope that this challenge is solved someday it just becomes as you said like water electricity. Uh, lastly the CCI yeah. had. Penalize Google for allegedly abusing its dominant position in the Play Store market system in the App Store market system. Would you like to comment on that?
1: That's not an area, Navadra, I directly work on. Uh, so probably best for me to not uh, specifically uh, comment on that that aspect and the, the different uh, you know aspects to it. So so I think. Uh, uh, we can get you the sort of right folks who are more involved, more because it's a, it's a complicated topic, uh, you know, for me to, uh, you know, not be in the absolute middle of it and comment on it would not be appropriate. So.
0: Is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: I, I'm i really excited to be living in these times with, with you and everybody else in some ways uh, is that, you know, there's so many things happening. Like we've been uh, witness to the internet. There is UPI that has happened. And India is very unique in the kind of things that are happening. I came back to India about eight years back after spending about 18 years in the U S about 15 years in the Valley. And I have not, and I've, you know, in the, in the Valley, other places I've witnessed many, many transformations, you know, uh, I've been fortunate enough in my life to do that. I have not witnessed anything of this scale that UPI and payments have done, India, how, you know, if you look back, you won't even remember like how we used to operate. It's a a once in a lifetime transformation that we've seen with the internet and now with UPI. I have not seen any country do this. And this has happened because I think the the people have done this, the government, RBI, NPC, everybody's gotten together. and, And I think it's phenomenal. And I'd say this, and hopefully we get a chance to touch base in five years. I think when we look back five years from now, we'll say that was just the beginning and it's gotten to the next level. Like the RBI governor said, I don't know if you're listening When GFF, I think initially the goal was, can we do a billion payments a day? And mm-hmm. he just updated, he said, look, you know, 30 billion a month now is going to definitely happen. We need to take a next goal. And and so you're definitely going to see this that when we look back, and say, look, when, when we talk, uh, clearly it was just the beginning and you're going to see that payments have a long way to go still. I think it can go 10x from here. Oh, 10. But as yeah. it penetrates, other stuff happens you're going to see the economic power of India emerge in a very very interesting way at least I can't can't wait to see that that way to fast forward
0: on that note thanks a lot for joining us today would love to have an interaction soon thank you Amrish
1: thank you